0: A young Philly entrepreneur whose mission is to help support Black-owned businesses gets ready to launch his food delivery service in a fifth U.S. market.
1: Food definitely brings people together. I've never seen anyone unhappy when I'm delivering them food, unless their food is late, but we ain't going to talk about that.
0: This is a podcast about food in and around Philadelphia.
1: That's a quick, delicious,
0: flavorful bite. It was really hard for me to get into it. Stories from behind the kitchen. This is a wood-burning oven from Italy. That is intense. And hear about quirky stuff, too. Eat a pint of ice cream as quickly as you can and then resume the 5k this is what's cooking on kyw i'm hadas kuznets in west philadelphia outside of the offices of black and mobile and i am with founder and ceo david cabello all right so david we're in the middle of coronavirus we've got social unrest Tell me a little bit about your business and how you're doing.
1: Yeah, so the name of my company is Black & Mobile. We're the first black-owned food delivery service in the country that exclusively delivers for black-owned restaurants. I launched last year, February 21st, during Black History Month. And first year was very just slow. You know, it was a lot of challenges. Uh, It was a tough year for me. I only sold $25,000 worth of food the whole year. This year, 2020, has been amazing. You know, we started off at a good start. Coronavirus, I mean, it was a blessing, honestly. Before that, it was still getting busy every month. But when coronavirus happened, mid-March, our sales shot up, uh, you know, within two weeks, we did over twenty, thirty thousand. 30,000. So in two weeks, and then April was just, it was our best month in business. So coronavirus has been a blessing to me. I know it has been a blessing to many, but it's been a blessing to my business. So I've been able to hire people. I have over 100 drivers now in Philadelphia. Um, I have about 30 in Detroit and we're launching in Atlanta mid-July, around July 18th, and we to have over 100 drivers in the Atlanta area. So, the coronavirus has been a huge blessing to me. Now, of course, there are some downfalls to it, as far as restaurants closing down. Some of the top restaurants I was partnering with closed down. Drivers, you know, quit. They don't want to. They don't want to get the coronavirus. So, you know, there's been some challenges with it. But I don't ever try to focus on that. Now, I only try to focus on the positive and the positive outcomes.
0: So, I mean, it's a combination. It seems like of people wanting takeout if they're getting food, they're wanting takeout, and with all of this unrest, it seems like they are seeking out black businesses
1: yeah um i mean my business was kind of already popular it was uh pretty established um you know i'm only tw- i was only 24 when i launched the business actually 23 i'm sorry
0: 23
1: how old are you now i'm uh 25 okay uh, where, was I 20? Uh, yeah, yeah, 23. You know
0: what? I can't even keep track of the days yeah, any, was, either.
1: 23 because then my birthday. Yeah, so I was only 23 when I launched it, but I was pretty popular as far as businesses. Um, You know, I had a lot of support from the community. So we've gotten a lot of support, but when the Black Lives Matter movement happened, it just, it was insane. We actually had to close like five days out of the month because it was just so hectic. We couldn't fulfill the demand. So that's when I really had to try to get more drivers because it was just absolutely, I mean, I love the support. Support. like this I love being busy but there's a certain point where it's just too busy where you gotta it's do like do it at your pace yeah it was just too much for me so we had to close down it affected us a little bit we still it's our second best month but it was the support has been unreal I just pray that it's not a trend you know because a lot of the times these other corporations will do it just for the trend we've been around black people have been around we've been getting murdered from the police so it's kind of like oh this could have happened then 10 20 30 years ago 40 years ago like it could have been happening but i'm just glad it's happening now and i'm glad i'm able to take advantage of the opportunity
0: so when you started seeing all of these protests in philly what was your reaction as a black business owner and as a black person?
1: I'm glad to see our people waking up in a mass and mass numbers. That's what I, that was really great to see us just standing up for something. You know, it's been happening and we've seen our people getting killed over the last 10, 15. I mean, let me stop away oh, before that. But but we really started protesting and doing a lot these last, you know, five years with Trayvon Martin. So it was good to see us just wake up all at once and it just go global you know like everyone sees what's been happening to us over 400 years so it's got to see our people just wake up and all come together and and when we do that we can actually affect change uh for me i mean i'm not gonna lie it's a little it was a little hard for me to keep it stay in business with everything going on like you don't know what's going on like is this is war gonna happen like am i next like i'm a i feel like sometimes i'm a target because of what i'm doing a lot of people call me racist I mean, you know what happens to young black men who are actually trying to do something, whether they call it extreme or whatever. That's a target on my head. So, you know, I just feel like, you know, it's sad that what's going on. But at the end of the day, I think that protesting, it's, it's been effective. But I don't think that's going to be the way we get real change. And I think just loving our own, supporting our own businesses, creating our own foundation, that's the way to go. Because if someone was coming to save us, they would have been doing it. It's been a long time. No one's coming to save us. So we got to save ourselves.
0: So you talk about you don't want this to be a trend. If people want to support black businesses, what... Suggestions? Do you have for people to look
1: for? Yeah, I mean, uh, the first suggestion is just spending fifty to hundred dollars a week with a black-owned business. That doesn't have to just be restaurants. I know I'm in the food industry, but I want you to support just everybody. It doesn't have to be just uh, restaurants. It could be electricians. It can be just any entrepreneur with clothing. Just try to support a black-owned business every week because we really need the support. We need the help, and you know that's what I, that would be my recommendation. Just try to find black-owned businesses. There, are, there are a whole bunch of directories out there. I'm actually coming out with a new business August. I'm not going to talk too much about it but it's just just no we're, we're here to create employment opportunities for the people and help our people find employment opportunities it's supporting black businesses as well
0: so let's talk about how this helps the community so when people reach out to you and they say i want delivery from you tell me about the ripple effect that it has
1: yeah so uh they go to my website or app which i did design myself i designed my, my own website my own app so when they support me, they're not only supporting my business, they're supporting the black-owned restaurant and they're helping us create employment opportunities. The independent contractors, the drivers, they're considered their own business. So that's three black-owned businesses alone that you get to support, making the dollar circulate in our community even longer.
0: So how does it work? Is it like similar to Uber for food?
1: Yes, it's just like all the other services where you go to the website or mobile app, you select your business, you like the favorite food, you check out, and then the driver brings it right to your door.
0: And you have a list. I went to your website. I saw all the restaurants.
1: Yeah, we have a list of about 55 now. I mean, I have, we've located over 200, but we don't really put them on our website until they're partnered with us. A lot of restaurants don't want to partner with us yet you know i don't know what the case is it could be i'm too young i'm not i'm not established enough but we only really support those that support us but you know eventually i think that over time what i've noticed is that as we get bigger more people come back around and say you know we want to do business with you
0: so what does it mean to partner
1: it just means same thing with other services where we just take a, a commission fee out of each order and then uh, that's really about it you know they just partner with us we help bring them customers And they, you know, they do what they've been doing, making the food, and we just deliver to the customers because maybe they don't have a delivery service, or we're just cheaper than most. We're cheaper than mostly all of them, so that's another big factor where they just like using our service because we allow them to go up on their prices, and it just it's a better it's a better business transaction for them.
0: What has been, I guess, the most striking part about being a black-owned food business
1: during this time? I, I, I wouldn't say anything is like too alarming to me or striking i mean i knew this was going to happen but i will say you know during the black lives matter movement a lot of different races were supporting me so i think that was very just like it was just breathtaking like wow like look at all the people that are supporting me you know it doesn't matter what color they are they love the food that we make in our culture and that's why i say the culture delivered because it doesn't matter what color you are i hire anyone i deliver to anyone but it was just a real it was a blessing like wow like other people are supporting me and not thinking i'm just racist all the time you know you must have gotten a lot of flack. It sounds yeah, like. yeah, I got a lot of uh, Instagram, uh, so all over social media. So, well, that's racist, even from black people. Aren't it just white people? Or it, it's black people. I get a lot of backlash from like, well, money's green. Don't do that. You're 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 making it worse. You're making the problem worse. So I get that from everybody. I don't really care. I just you know I try to let people know I'm literally not promoting hate. I uh, had nothing on my page says, well, I hate them. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's attack them. Like, uh, the most I probably ever said was boycott, you know, but I feel like it's necessary. You know, our dollars are the most powerful. So when people disrespect us, we have to stop spending money all the time with them. We're the, we the, we consume the most. We spend the most money. We're the working class. So we have to do something to, you know, get some type of respect. But I don't promote any hate, any killing. I don't do that. I just literally deliver food and try to help the communities that are in poverty.
0: You're promoting black owned businesses.
1: That's it. Promoting black owned businesses and, uh, you know, trying to promote the people that are su- that are supporting us as well. You know, that's the most important part. So it doesn't matter what color you are. I go up and I'll take a picture of anybody that's supporting me. You know, I love I love when anyone supports my business because my vision is like, you know, it's, it's alive. I manifested my own dream that came out of my head. So I don't care who supports me, you know, as long as, you know, you know, really it's just about circulating the dollar. That's really all it's about.
0: So. You're supporting that you're promoting the black owned businesses and the drivers can be anyone.
1: Oh, yeah. We we hire anybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter what color. I don't I don't even know what color you are when you apply. I don't ask for race. So, you know, I know a lot of companies ask, well, what race are you to make sure they have their numbers as far as make sure we hire a certain amount of black people, Hispanic people, Asian people it doesn't matter if you apply i don't know what color you are i haven't met most of my drivers to be honest with you we hired a lot of them all you have to do is literally apply on the black and mobile website you schedule your orientation you pay your background check fee which is now ten dollars, and that's it you get an orientation that takes five minutes everything's via email we don't know what color you are we don't even ask you now the background check does but i don't look at the background check i just i just see if you're approved or not that's it i just make sure nothing on your record comes back but i'm not looking to see oh well are they are they white or well, are they asian well. Well, are, are they mixed? Are they black? I don't care what color you are. If you want to help driving with us, you're helping support black-owned business, you help keep black-owned businesses alive. I don't care what color you are. I got respect for you if you want to do that.
0: Do you vet black-owned businesses to make sure that they're black business
1: owners? I do do that. Um, you know, a lot of... I haven't had too many in the beginning. A lot more businesses from other cultures did apply to work with me, but I was just firm on my vision. Like, well, this is what I want to do. And I could be like any other delivery service. I can go out and deliver for McDonald's. I had someone from... Uh, Grocery stores. I had uh, Subway reach out to me. I, I, there was some huge partnerships I could I could have taken, but I said I'm going to stay on my mission. I'm going to I'm going to stick to the script and you know and be different because all the other services there are other black owned food delivery services out there that deliver for just everybody. But what makes me unique is that I only focus on the community, and that's why I feel like I've gotten so much attention because I'm strictly doing it for the community and it's and it's authentic.
0: So do you find that because these are black owned community businesses that they're like small? They're not franchises.
1: Well, I don't really think any black owned business has a franchise like McDonald's. You can't find that nowhere in the nation. You know, there may be you may got five to ten locations, but there's no I I don't know one black owned restaurant that has a location like McDonald's in every city. So that's the issue. I don't want to get too deep into that. But it's just what I'm trying to do is make sure that wherever you are, whether you have one restaurant, five restaurants, ten restaurants that we're able to get your food to the customers, you know, but we don't really have any franchises across the country.
0: So you started in Philly.
1: I did. I started in Philadelphia uh, last year.
0: And then you spread out to where?
1: So I went to Detroit two weeks before the pandemic in March, and then Atlanta is uh, July 18th, and then after that is L.A.
0: How's that going?
1: It's it's, it's, it's nerve-wracking. You know, it's a lot of pressure, a lot of execution, you know, that's what I'm that's what I'm here for. I got I'm, I got to be built for it. But it's a lot of pressure sometimes, you know, to put everything together, getting all of our people to work together on one accord. You know, business owners, drivers, like, everything has to come together. And I'm kind of like the middleman for all of that. So it's nerve wracking. But this is what I've been waiting for, you know, for the last two years is what I've been waiting for.
0: And now you're expanding. That's amazing.
1: Yep. Expanding to uh, four cities. I'll be in four cities by the end of the year. And before the pandemic, you were in one. Uh, before the pan, I was in two. two. Yeah, because two weeks before the pandemic, we were, we just launched in Detroit. So
0: you had
1: just launched in Detroit. Launched, then pandemic happened, and then we, most of the businesses, we kind of lost because they closed down. And, you know, we haven't been able to do business with them since. So I have to actually go down to Detroit and see, you know, try to restore the relationship just because it, was, it wasn't nothing that I did or they did, but they closed down. They weren't taking any orders. And then it kind of just kind of got to the point where they're still nervous about opening and they're only doing a certain type of way. So, you know, there's certain things that happened during the pandemic, but that's business. So, you know, we got to just restore it.
0: It sounds like you really helped them to stay in business.
1: Yeah, I mean, a couple of restaurants literally said, I help them stay in business and keep their employees employed because we charge such less rates. You know, we allow them to go up on their prices, and uh, that doesn't take from their profit, that takes from their margin. So, you know, we help a lot of businesses get orders and get attention. A lot of people go in their foot traffic and say, oh, I've seen you on Black and Mobile. I've, I literally almost every restaurant said that, oh, yeah, someone came in and said, they seen you, They seen me, uh, my business on Black and Mobile. But part of
0: part of partnering with you is. It sounds
1: like it's promotion. Free, free press. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I have like 80,000 followers on Instagram now in, in 16 months, so it's just free attention and free press, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're bringing the
1: youth. For sure. <laughs> For yeah. sure.
0: I mean, you, you look. Your age group is really literate in social media.
1: Yeah, I had to teach myself honestly because it, like it's a, it's it's really you, you really got to teach yourself how to be successful in social media. I was not a social media type of person. My business forced me to do that. I would not do any videos. I would not do any pictures. No, so, nothing like that. I just was kind of like on instagram because everyone else was on it to be honest with you but once i launched my business i had to literally ruin myself to do videos i still suck at videos When like if there's someone doing a video of me i'm cool but if i had to do like a selfie video of myself i don't know what to say <laughs> I, I get tongue-tied i don't know what to say i'm still i still have to develop that that public speaking you know trait you know when i get passionate and and, and, and intense yeah i can do that but most of the time if you have a camera on me i'm gonna i'm gonna fall back <laughs>
0: so what's been the what has most like
1: taken you by surprise um i mean i would just say the sales honestly i mean i went from doing f- like five thousand in five months uh last year and then i got hit by a car and i closed down and i opened up and did about six thousand for the rest of the fourth quarter this year i'm gonna pay to do five hundred thousand so that's a huge jump to me that's been like wow like the fact that I'm getting this much support is like, what's next? Like, I'm ready for the next level. I'm ready to hit 2 million a year, 3 million a year. So that's been, the it's just been the most surprising thing. You know, I remember being broke. I remember it not having any kind of way and sticking through black and mobile. The first year was, it was horrible. Honestly, it was a, it was a lot of pressure. I was ready to quit after another year. I'm like, if this doesn't take off, I can't sit here and do this to myself, you know. So it's been—it's hard being an entrepreneur. You have to make those decisions where you're super broke, but you're all invested. Like I didn't want to work for nobody else. I said I'm not working for nobody else. I'm not doing anything on the side. I prayed to God and said, "Please fire me for my job." And two weeks later, I got fired, and I haven't—I st- haven't stopped since.
0: And you have like a vision and a principle and you have like a guiding, a
1: a purpose. It's it's, it's a spirit. It's a a calling. I've been called to do this and I have to fulfill the mission.
0: Talk to me about like the food and how food brings people together. Because you're saying a lot of people of all different ethnicities are reaching out, wanting to connect with the restaurants.
1: Yeah, I mean, food definitely brings people together. I've never seen anyone unhappy when I'm delivering them food, unless their food is late, but we ain't going <laughs> to talk about that. But, you know, you, most of the time, the food is so good, they are be like, okay, well, it's okay. Here's a, here's a tip still. So, um, you know, it's really, it's, it's been a great thing. I'm like the connector. I really like the middleman between the restaurants and then the community and people that want to support them.
0: What's been the most challenging part?
1: Drivers. And businesses, those have been the two the two most challenging things is getting the businesses to trust me and that want to do business with me and be patient because you know, every business has uh, errors, every business has things they're working on. Even even other services, you know. After being in the industry, I'm like, there's no way they didn't go through this. I'm like, I went through this. There's no way they didn't because I feel like it's like you have to go through this to even get to that next phase. So it's it's definitely businesses getting signed up, trusting me that want to do business with me, um, and then drivers. Honestly, it's, it's it's a challenge uh, getting people to work for you. It's, it's, it's a challenge. You know, managing a lot of people. You're, you're going to miss some people. You're going to miss some things. So it's just it's, it's a new process for me. You know, I'm, not, I, I'm a people person, but I'm not too much of a people person. I'm more reserved. So trying to, you know, get out of my comfort zone to be like, all right, well, look, I got to do what I have to do. You know, I need drivers. And, you know, trying to pay them the right amount is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot because I'm still a small business. I'm only 16 months in, but I got to. Learn how to pay all these people.
0: Your business is 16 months old.
1: 16 months. 16 months. Wow.
0: So how did you get the idea?
1: I was delivering for Caviar, another delivery service, and I I was on a bike. I delivered for a bike for like almost two years, and I made like $1,100 in like 30 hours of work. And I'm like, well, if I can make this much money at 21... Delivering food in a bike How much could I make Of I own company And I already knew I was going to be A business owner I had dropped out Of Shippensburg University Literally the day After Trump got elected Me and my twin left And we said We're going to start Our own business uh, We're going to do We're going to help The black community Really I was a business Type of mindset My brother wasn't um, But yeah I, I, I was delivering For other services And I already knew I was going to help The community So when the idea Came to me I'm like i can do this for myself i went home i typed into youtube how do i start a delivery service i, I watched some videos i Googled some stuff did some research and kind of find out there's no black on food delivery service on that level as far as uber eats postmates caviar doordash e24 grubhub uh uh what, there's so many of them they're all either white or asian owned none of them are black owned so i said i'm gonna be the first one
0: i bet people are so appreciative um what's the, what's the feedback like
1: I, people love what we're doing. they can't wait for me to come out to the city. I mean I have people that want to duplicate the business model in Canada and London and Africa uh all over all over the all over the u s uh they want me to bring black em over to the city
0: so you've been getting calls from all over
1: emails yeah i don't i don't we don't answer phone calls it's too much but a lot of emails so I have over like three hundred people throughout just really throughout each country honestly it's a a lot through every city and other countries it's just it's so many different it's so many different places i can't keep up with it (laughs) it
0: sounds overwhelming it's a little
1: overwhelming it's to manage everything you know but that's why we're putting systems in place you know sometimes you have to cut off manpower you have to put technology in place for the for stuff that's just too time consuming you know i would literally spend eight hours a week every monday i spend eight or nine hours just paying everybody that's too long. So now I have a different system. It takes me two or three hours max. So, you know, that's, that's what technology is there for. Not to always cut, you know, the human labor out because people need jobs. But, you know, what I've, what I've noticed is that even with technology, it's not always bad because you need someone to manage the technology. The technology is the only smartest person running it. So once you put the system in place, someone has to run the system. So that already creates, you know, employment opportunities alone.
0: So you employ about how many people?
1: Really? I mean, besides drivers, my mom, full-time customer service. My brother is full-time dispatching. Um, I, have, I have a menu team, and I just hired a couple new dispatchers. So we really only like a team of 5 It's really not that big. But we can run every city right from Philly.
0: Because of the technology.
1: Because of the technology. We can run everything and just call orders in. Well, right now we're calling orders in, but with the new system, it'll just be sent right to their smartphone or tablet, and we don't have to call anything in. Just as soon as the food is ready, a driver picks it up.
0: What's your favorite part about running this?
1: I mean, the first is just manifesting what I've been—that was an idea, you know. I was just 21 when I came up with it. So to see it get this big, this fast, all the hard work, sacrifice—you know—that's that's, that's always, that always makes you happy. But it's also trying new food. I gained about 40 pounds during the pandemic, <laughs> so just trying all the different places, you know. I love—I've always loved food. My grandma literally always told me, "You're gonna need a good job the way you eat." So now I'm, I'm, I have a good job. I'm, just, I'm the CEO of a, of a business, and I get to try different food. So that's like the best part—is just trying all the different types of food.
0: You know, someone's got to take one for the team. <laughs> right? <laughs> someone's got to do the hard
1: work. Listen, you know? <laughs> I, I, I try I try to support, yeah. not try to, I do support at least a, a black-owned business at least five days a week. So Yeah,
0: that's fantastic. Wow. And this is, so 16 months in, it seems like you were just kind of primed for this perfect moment in time. Uh,
1: I would say so. I mean, I guess I was waiting for people to catch on. I can't really say that, you know, I was, I it didn't matter. I was going to do this anyway. Um, I was going to keep going, but, you know, with the whole pandemic, it worked in my favor. I opened up seven days a week. As soon as the pandemic happened, I said, we're open seven days a week now. We extended our hours. Um, and then the Black Lives Matter movement, same thing. Like, we just, we were able, we were already in place to take advantage of the opportunity. So what's it like now? Uh, it's still busy. I mean, a lot of people know about us now. You know, we went from, I would say before the pandemic, we were probably at like 40,000, 45,000 followers maybe. Maybe less. I'm not sure. But now we're at 80,000. GrubHub has been in business for since 2004, and they're at 86,000 followers. I've only been in business for 16 months. So it just shows you the type of attention that we're getting from celebrities between Questlove, love DuVernay, Ray J, Carmelo Anthony, Waka Flocka, just a whole bunch of different type of people reaching out to me and saying they support me, they want to help me, they love what I'm doing, you know, all different type of celebrities that follow me on social media. So. It's just a blessing.
0: You find that people are, this is something they're seeking out because they're bringing attention to where they're spending their money.
1: Exactly. You know, everyone, a lot of people are supporting black-owned businesses, um, but just directories are everywhere now. So, you know, we're just, we're trying to bring the attention to all these black-owned restaurants, but have a way for, to support them instantly. You know, a lot of directories, you can find them, but you still got to go there. Now we're going to bring it right to your door. So it's just more convenient for people.
0: All right. Anything
1: else you want to add? Um, no, that's everything. That's everything. Thanks for, thanks for the interview, and I appreciate it.
0: Well, congratulations and good luck. Good luck with your new openings and your new cities.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And my new business coming soon, August 1st. <laughs> All right.
0: We'll stay tuned. All right. David Cabello, founder and CEO of Black & Mobile. Thank you so much. And people can find you online at?
1: Blackandmobile.com. You can download our app. It's Black & Mobile. Or you can go to follow us on social media. Everything is Black & Mobile. Just type, in, go- type it into Google, Black and & Mobile, and we'll pop up.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Yep. Have a good one.
0: That's it for this episode of What's Cooking on KYW. You can follow the show and get other delicious tidbits on Instagram at the 215 And follow me on Twitter and Facebook for more news and insights at Hadass Kuznets. If you have a food tip or feedback about the show, reach out. And please take a moment to help us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. It helps us to keep making the podcast and get it to new listeners. I'm Hadass Kuznets, and that's What's Cooking.